Oh, boy, there is just so much division in society these days. The animosity is just unbelievable. We have the highest level of racial tension we've had in human history. We're on the absolute verge of society breaking down into a race war. Or at least that's what the media tells us. If you ask me, racism is a load of bullshit. It's an agenda pushed on us by the media, special interest groups, and politicians. Because we all know that if you want to control the minds of the people, you have to first control their hearts. And that's what this is. Get people worked up, get people pissed off enough, and you can convince them to believe in, do, or vote for just about anything. So let's take a look today at racism. Here on Major Malfunction. Good moment and welcome to the Major Malfunction Podcast. I am your humble host, Terry Wilkerson. People just call me Terry. In this show, a normal man takes a look at an abnormal world. I find the things that get on my nerves and ask the people who do those things one simple question. What is your major malfunction? Uh, You know, the last two weeks I addressed fairly innocuous topics, although Apple versus Android is almost always a touchy subject. This week I need to take a look at quote-unquote racism. Okay, I heard that gasp. I, I know what you're thinking. Racism is not a topic to be taken lightly, and I agree with you. I do not, will not, and never have taken racism lightly. Racism is disgusting. It's vile. It destroys people. It destroys society. What I'm asking here, though, is this. Is what we in society now call racism actually racism? Or is it a social construct designed to create a schism between us? Before we delve into anything here today, I need to ask all of my listeners to ask themselves an honest question. Do you consider yourself racist? If so, I I have nothing to say to you in this episode, and I would like to invite you back for my next episode, but this one just isn't for you. Still here? Okay, well, let's get going here. You guys know the way I do this. I find little facts to um, work into this show, And I want to point out that a Quinnipiac poll, I actually pronounced that correctly, taken in January of 2017, just prior to Donald Trump taking office, showed that two out of three non-whites, 65%, said they were more concerned about discrimination and violence against minorities under President Trump. 43% of whites agreed. Now, a more recent Gallup poll shows that more than 4 in 10 Americans now worry a great deal, quote-unquote, about race relations in the United States, a statistic that has more than doubled since 2014. The number is up over 7 percentage points from the 2016 data when a majority of blacks, I love how they used that, who worry a great deal was 53%, while only 27% of whites feel the same way. I do feel the need to back this up with an an additional statistic. Remember the stat I just gave you? Try this one. 
In 2009, a Pew Research poll revealed that 26% of total people polled believed that racism was not a significant problem in the United States. Friends, in 2009, Barack Obama had just taken office. 26% was one of the higher percentages over the last 30 years of people believing racism is not an issue. We had just elected our country's first black president. We are now at a point where 65% of non-whites believe racism is an issue. We've elected a white president. I'm just going to come flat out and say it. Racism is a product of whoever is in charge. You see, historically, we have not been the greatest country in terms of race relations. And I'm going to keep using air quotes on race for another minute or so, and I'll explain why. We had Jim Crow laws. We had slavery in this country. But before anybody wants to do the old America's a horrible country for slavery, slavery existed as far back as the Egyptians. Slavery was not a new concept to the American South. And if you really want to dig deep, the first notable uh, international slave trade was what we call Native Americans. So yeah, thank you, Elizabeth Warren. What am I talking about there? Oh, I guess you guys didn't hear. Elizabeth Warren was so desperate to make an impact that she claimed she was full-blooded Cherokee. The number of percentage of Cherokee that she actually is, is so low it doesn't even register. But she tried to play the quote-unquote race card. Now here, by the way, is why I keep doing quote-unquote. Race. Race is a scientific classification. The media is confusing us by getting us to believe that the words race, ethnicity, and nationality all mean the same. No. Race is a taxonomic classification. Race simply means a species. Similar to the way cats have species, dogs have them, cows have them. There's even different types of ants. And ladies and gentlemen, the same is true with us. And there's four races, four classifications. Caucasian, Negroid, Mongoloid, and Australoid. Did you notice what's not in there? African, American, Egyptian, Asian, Russian, None of those are classifications. They're not taxonomic classifications. They're not races. Four. I need to keep emphasizing that four. Arab is an ethnicity. French is a nationality. Noticing a difference here? Now, as far as color of skin goes. This one really gets on my nerves. 
just because somebody is of darker skin color, somebody is black, or somebody is Hispanic and dark skin colored, we're still members, essentially, of the same race. Caucasian. Well, I will be perfectly honest, the vast majority of people of African American descent are of Negroid race, Negroid descent. So I want to clarify that. Northern Africa, mostly. Southern Africa, a significant part of the population historically belongs to the Caucasian race. But let's take a look at that whole skin color issue. You know what that is? Do you know what skin color is? Do you know? know? There's a substance called melanin. It absorbs sunlight into the skin, or rather it blocks the absorption of sunlight into the skin. People who come from traditionally more sun-drenched areas of the world have more amounts of melanin in their skin. Therefore, their skin is darker. Which would explain why those of African descent have the quote-unquote black skin color. And those of Hispanic descent have the quote-unquote brown skin color. It also explains why Native Americans historically are identified as, pardon me, as red skins. Because of the amount of melanin in their skin. Now... I'm going to ask you again, do you consider yourself racist now, knowing that race is a taxonomic classification rather than an indication of the skin color of somebody? somebody? I hope not. Because take a logical look at this, folks. That logical look has to extend to what's going on in the world. I said earlier, that racism is perpetuated by the media, by special interest groups, and by politicians. And I want to make this clear. The left wing and the right wing are both guilty of the same thing. They're both guilty of pushing their political agenda where one side thinly disguises their racism and the other side utilizes their concept of racism to rally their respective troops. You know, the the right wing will tell us things like the immigrants will take your jobs and you need to be terrified of African-Americans and Hispanics because they live in inner cities and they have no respect for the law or your life. And, And then the left turns around and tells you that if you do not personally and financially support the immigrant community, whether they be legal or otherwise, and you do not believe that people who are historically from uh, people of color should retain certain rights and privileges above your own due to their historical treatment, then you are a racist. Let me make this clear. The left wing and the right wing are both appendages of the same goddamn dodo bird. So look at racism from a serious perspective. Look at the sources. Where are you hearing that so-and-so is a racist? Is there an agenda? The answer is yes. There's an agenda on everything nowadays. Honestly, I have an agenda. And my agenda is to speak out and to shed the light of truth on some of the most idiotic topics that's dividing us as a people. 
Look, my own family tree has branches on it that are about as racially diverse as you can conceivably get. And I love every single member of my family. My nieces, my nephews, aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters. (laughs) We are racially diverse. And that makes it cool. I mean, hell, I would have never have learned about great cooking, great food, if it weren't for how diverse my family is. And unless you are one of these piece of shit, Aryan assholes, just checking to see if you're still here, you might have left then, with the quote-unquote pure white bloodline, guess what? Your fucking family is racially mixed, too. And that's something to take pride in. Have you ever seen the movie Bullworth? If not, let me explain this to you. Bullworth is a highly underrated Warren Beatty movie from the mid-90s. I won't get into the plot of the film, although I do recommend checking it out if you're into B-movies. There is a point where the character of Bullworth, played by Warren Beatty, makes a comment that's always stuck with me. He said he was in favor of a process of, as he called it, progressive racial genetic dissemination. What does that mean? It means that we all just keep fucking each other until we're all one color. Because we're all one people to begin with. We're the human race. We're homo sapien sapien. Your heart beats, my heart beats. It's cool. I don't give a shit what color you are. I don't give a damn if your family's from Africa or Jamaica or Spain or France. It doesn't really matter because I'm not going to look personally at race, ethnicity, nationality. That doesn't mean shit to me. What means something to me is who you are as a human being. And this is where our media influence kicks in. Because, again, look back a few minutes ago to the inner cities and how dangerous they are. I don't need the fucking media or Republicans to tell me that inner cities are dangerous. I've lived in some of the more dangerous neighborhoods in my area. You know what makes them dangerous? Not the fact that they're inhabited by blacks or Hispanics, because by the way, there are just as many trash-ass white motherfuckers out there. No, what makes it dangerous is these are areas with limited education. These are areas with limited access to quality jobs. And by the way, let me get this out of the way. A kid from a bad background, from a bad household, who goes out and gets a job at McDonald's to try and make his life better, to try and have a future, that kid's a hero. That kid is making something out of his life. And yet, we're taught to ridicule that kid because he only got a job at McDonald's. And if you think it's bad that people on the outside of these inner cities and ghettos look at it and make fun of him, imagine what he's going through on the inside. Imagine what the people who run the gangs and the drugs in those inner cities, imagine what they're saying to that kid. Instead of working behind the counter at Mickey D's, why don't you come out and sell drugs and help us, you know, run this town? 
you'll make more money. Yeah, but odds are pretty good he'll never get out. But the perception is even there. The perception there is, well, he's a black kid. He comes from a bad background. He can't get out. That is institutional racism, and that is the same type of shit that is pushed on us by the media, by the special interest groups, and by the politicians. And all three are just as guilty. All three are to blame. I have black friends. I have white friends. I have Hispanic friends and Asian friends. We already discussed that my family is fairly racially disseminated. And I hate it. I hate racism. Do I have an issue with certain nationalities, the actions of people of certain nationalities? Absolutely. I am not going to make any excuses. September 11, I probably became the most anti um, Middle Eastern human being walking the planet. And I have long been honest about my issue, my historical issue with Germany due to the Holocaust. I'm sorry. It took one motherfucker with a gun to put Hitler down and none of it would have ever happened. So I have to blame the culture. I, I, I know, I know. I know. I've been told for years you can't blame an entire people, and that's racism. Oh, wait a minute. We've already established racism. Race, I should say, is one of four races, not nationality. We're talking about nationality versus racism. Oh, look how when you apply scientific principles, it takes on a whole new world. (sighs) Sorry, I kind of get worked up about this issue, and you guys know. You guys already know I tend to ramble. So let me try and bring this all home. Okay? What have we learned today? Well, we've learned that racism is the wrong term. It's a buzzword. We've learned that race is a taxonomic classification of human being comprised of four individual categories. Caucasian, mongoloid, negroid, and astroloid. Australoid. I mispronounced it again. We've learned that I get really pissed off at people who blame somebody just because of the color of their skin. Look around you. Look at the world we've created. And before you attack somebody for being a racist, take a step back and look at the environment around them. And before you racially, quote-unquote, attack somebody else, take a step back and look at the world around them. And I'm asking, I'm begging you, your humble host is begging you, the listener, the next time you want to proclaim something racist or the next time you want to make a racist statement. Stop and ask yourself, when I think racist, does it fit into that scientific category? Or am I merely falling for a social perception that I read somewhere online? If I see some white guy with a rebel flag bandana wearing camo, do I assume that he's carrying a gun and he drives a pickup and he listens to Hank Jr., all of which is awesome, by the way. And if I am a black man and I see him and I am in immediate danger, why do you assume that? 
Because that's what society has told you to believe in. Well, fuck what society has to say. Think for yourself. Apply the concept of logic. Four races, everything else is a nationality. Next time your politician tries to rile you up about a racial issue on both sides, let me emphasize that. Both sides are guilty of it, and it pisses me off. And it's one of the reasons that I left the Republican Party three years ago. I am what you would call a recovering Republican. Both sides are guilty of it. Politicians across the board are going to try to do it. They're going to try to rile you up and try to piss you off and try to get you angry at your neighbors because of the quote-unquote color of their skin. They're going to use racial attacks. Don't fucking fall for it, friends. Make up your own mind. Do your own research. Barack Obama was not the greatest president in United States history. Donald Trump is not the greatest president in United States history. They just happen to be the two presidents in the social media age where every opinion, every ideology could be amplified. And they both used that to their advantage. So far, Trump's just isn't as effective But guys, I keep going back to it. You want racism to end? I do. Do you want racism to end? Here's a thought. End racism. Stop allowing society to tell you what to think. Stop allowing society to tell you that the relative geographic region from which a person's family emanated determines their behavior or their beliefs. Just stop. Racism is bullshit. Racism is disgusting. Stop being disgusting. Stop being manipulated. Stop the racism right fucking now. Well, I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in. And I know this week's topic is a little bit uh, sensitive. And I know I kind of rambled all over the place. But hopefully you guys got the main idea of what I'm trying to say here. It is we're all individuals. You know, we're all cool. Just get over it. You know, stop the bullshit now. I do want to take a second here to, uh, to thank everybody again for listening to the last couple of episodes and for joining us here today. And... If you're a subscriber, you probably saw that we have an episode earlier in the week called a minor malfunction. Uh, Minor malfunction was an idea I came up with for addressing a topic, a very current topic that comes up that I feel needs to be addressed immediately. And it's not a major because it's not the length of a regular show. So it's a minor malfunction. Just a little bonus episode in there for all you guys. Hope you liked it. I can almost guarantee there's going to be a few more. Um... We also hear that Major Malfunction were produced by 1975 Productions, my production company. We could possibly have some exciting news coming up soon. I'm not going to really get into any depth, 
but uh, we might be adding some uh, some people to the family here, uh, both show wise, and we do have a few special guests coming up in line in, in line very soon. Um, some friends of mine who, honestly, I think you guys need to get to know. There's a very good chance you don't know them, but you really do need because the, the guys that I have lined up for this show. They're going to be bringing such a fresh perspective. They're going to be bringing such a fresh insight. And these guys are intelligent. These guys are passionate. And these guys are just flat-out class acts. And I am proud to have each and every one of them lined up to come on the show. We're going to get to that as soon as we can. All right, guys. Well, that is all I have for you at this time. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and pondering yet another major malfunction in this big old crazy world of ours and for hearing my side of things because after all everybody is entitled to my opinion